Good evening, Michael D. Here again with another topic for you. You're gonna love. What banks are next to fail? Do you really know? Hmm. Or what banks are just too big to fail? Well, tell you what, we're gonna toss it over to one of our specialists, and that's gonna be Scott. He knows more about us than beans, Scott. Hey, well, at least I know more about beans, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't want to know too much about beans, but anyway, um, yeah, that it's pretty interesting that the First Republic Bank in California was in trouble, and their the FDIC was trying to see what they could do about it. On April 28th, the bank announced plans to begin selling its bonds and securities at a loss to raise equity and to begin laying off people and. Went, went on and on and on, and the FDIC was considering seizing the bank because the stock price plunged 43%, and after the price fell another 42%, that's 85% already. <laughs> mm -hmm. And after hours trading, FDIC confirmed its imminent takeover at the bank. The next day, they approached various other banks like JP Morgan, PNC, Bank of America, saying that they had until April 30th to place their bid. So um, the First Republic Bank went up for auction. And on May 1st, guess who bought it, Ron? Oh, it was J.P. Morgan Chase Federal. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. For a lot less than I thought they, they had the to pay. Yeah. What was that, $10.6 billion? Something like that? Yep, they paid $10.6 billion for yeah. nearly all of First Republic's assets. So if you're, if you're a First Republic depositor, next time you go to the bank, it's going to say Chase Bank. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Ron, what do you have to say yeah. about that? Well, I think they're trying to chase all the other banks away. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you something. Um, I've said it before, about 95% or more of my, our money is just non-existent. It's not around. It's not coined. It's not dollar bills and stuff like that. It's just electronic. And any amounts can be made up nowadays and inflated and it's just like it's all coming out now with these bank filler uh, failures and and there's runs on the bank easy runs you can you can run on the bank from home it's not like 1929 you know uh, you don't have to show up in person you just go on your computer and take your money out and uh, what like a hundred billion dollars was taken out in no time at all and there's a there's another uh, bank failure within um, a couple of days was it um, it's crazy. What do you think, Mike? Well, I agree with you. There was a couple of more banks that went down within that week's time. And it was just uncanny how three banks inside that week went under. You know? Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, the, uh, and the insurance for the bank... Uh, so, mm -hmm. Well, they, don't, they only cover so far. I believe they only cover up to a quarter of a million dollars. So other than that, you're just out of luck. Yeah. Talk, Scott? Well, I know that Senator Elizabeth Warren is blaming the Federal Reserve and they're raising interest rates so fast on the bank failures. And she says that, you know, in lieu of trying to um, curb inflation, they're putting many people out of work. And evidently that's, what, um, that's what's happening, which is kind of sad. It's like... I thought the people were supposed to come before the banks. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, for real. And um, the chairman, Jerome, pa- Jerome Powell, will announce, you know, that the Fed's raising its benchmark rate after eight increases in the past mm-hmm. year to combat chronic high inflation. So they're more worried about inflation than anything else. <laughs> and that was before the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank's signature bank on March 10th, which is the second and third largest bank failures in the United States. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just terrible. It, obviously, we're in trouble here, and we need, we need, you know, the Fed to be doing something to help us, not to hurt us. Mm-hmm. No. The bank stocks have taken hits on the Wall Street shares of the First Republic Bank, as, as I said earlier, went down considerably and now JP Morgan's buying them but who's going to be next you know I mean people freak out they run to the bank and the bank doesn't have near enough money in there to pay everybody's deposits back they have to sell their assets and you only have like I think you only have to have like what is it Mike about 10% of what they actually get deposited in the bank to be legal or whatever I think I think it's about 10 or 11% yes but uh so if everybody runs on the bank, it's, you know, <laughs> not enough money there. <laughs> yeah. What about the debt ceiling? <laughs> and the banks go loan all that money out and try to make money on your money. And it's like, if you want it, forget it. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Uh, it's terrible. Yeah. Now, what about this debt ceiling? How are we going to get rid of that? I mean, how, how are we going to help that? Well, it just needs to pass. But I heard something about Biden saying he was going to veto it, and if he vetoes it, then it has to go back to Congress, and they have to override the president's veto with enough votes. Right. Well, I don't know why Biden would veto something like that when it's, you know, mm-hmm. but then again, if he's trying to crash our economy, it makes sense, you know? Well, <laughs> never know. Never know what can happen next. <laughs> you know? I know. Never know. Uh, but You know, it takes all kinds either way. You know, um, the debt ceiling. Yeah, go ahead. The debt ceiling or the debt limit is a legislative limit on the amount of national debt that can be incurred by the U.S. Treasury. That's limiting how much money the federal government can pay on the debt they've already borrowed. The debt ceiling is an aggregate figure that applies to the gross debt. So that's um, just a definition under the United States debt ceiling. Mm-hmm. That, um, the gross debt, which includes debt in the hands of the public and intergovernment amounts, blah, 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 goes into all these other figures. But, um, so they need to raise the debt ceiling to print more money, basically, and lower the value of our dollar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Six months, okay. And I'd like to mention this, that um, it's the old saying. Well, before I get into that, um, it's been talked about that Europe doesn't want to honor the U.S. dollar anymore. Um, other areas do, other continents do want to still do it, but it's going to be the same old story. Um, when, the, when the U.S. sneezes, the rest of the world catches a cold. And it, it's going to go through the world, you know. Uh, we're headed for some trouble. You know, it's almost as if... Um, some of our leaders or misleaders are being paid off to let this stuff happen. It's kind of a, a weird thing. Uh, what do you think of that, Scott? Well, um, evidently the, the debt limit is like the amount that the federal government can spend, right? So if they don't raise the debt ceiling, allow the government to spend more money, then the government can't pay its debts. And the Treasury estimates that those 
measures, uh, if it doesn't, if they don't get lifted, the, if the ceiling isn't increased or print more money, then it'll be sufficient um, to cause problems in early June and sometime after that, unless Congress raises or suspends the debt limit, the federal government will lack the cash to pay its obligations. And they never allow that to happen. They always come through and pass it at the last minute. I mean, it's, it's always something that gets done one way or another, but um, mm -hmm. if the U.S. Treasury does not have the ability to pay its obligations, the negative economic effects would mm -hmm. quickly mount to, you know, deep recession and all that, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure it's going to get taken care of. It's just, I don't know if they're doing this on purpose to overly dramatic, make it overly dramatic or what, but hmm. it's not helpful, you know. Yeah. But you're right that a lot of countries are not taking a dollar anymore. A lot of them are not, you know, the dollar used to be what they call the petrodollar. Or mm. anytime you wanted to buy oil, you had to use the U.S. dollar. And now other countries are changing the currency that they can use to buy oil and stuff with. So, yeah, that things are changing in the world about the dollar, that's for sure. Well, yeah. do you think that the uh, oil prices are going to come down anytime soon? Not unless something's done about our production. Here's another good question for you, Scott. Um, gold and silver and stuff like that is a standard in other places. Don't you think with our reserves we could have oil as our standard back in our dollar? That would be good, yeah. We have lots of oil. We sure do. Yeah. Uh, what's that called? Black gold or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it could be. Well, gentlemen... Final thoughts, please, Ron. Oh, that's my final thought. Whether oil could back our dollar and um, and make it stronger, and it might save it. But uh, how about you, Scott? Well, I don't know if this central bank digital currency will ever come about. Um, you know, Biden has passed the law, and it's supposed to, you know, take over, and you know, our money is supposed to change over, and all that. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. But um, there's also this whole thing that's going on behind the scenes that nobody really knows about called mm -hmm. the quantum financial system okay, and if that sure. takes over that would be in our favor that would be you know a quantum computer not allowing anybody to cheat and steal and all you know, the banks i guess are about a business because that's all they do <laughs> yeah but there's like two competing systems right now and and the one that we're used to that we've been with all these years is like ready to fizzle out one way or another it seems like and we don't know exactly what's going to happen so i just recommend everybody that um you know be prepared be, have some extra food some extra you know cash on hand and gold and silver is always good to have because that's always legal tender and you know they say silver could go up higher than gold because you know you got solar panels and you know, electric cars everything needs silver so yep. it's, i recommend having gold and silver on hand <laughs> right oh all right. Well, with that being said, thank you so much, uh, Ron, for showing up again. Sure. My pleasure. And Scott, you as well. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We challenge you to tell two of your friends to listen in also. Okay. See if you can do it. With that being said, eat the proper foods, stay in good health, stay safe, and may God bless you and yours, and God bless our fighting troops. Good night. Good night, everybody. God bless.